I'm pouring up a pint, I'm smoking on that cush, whipping up cocaine, bitch, I'm about to cook. You wanna sell drugs, follow my footsteps, then you'll receive cocaine at your doorstep. Welcome to the Damn Woods Monday Media Podcast. It's your boys. Actually, this is a Wednesday episode. Welcome to the Damn Woods uh, Wednesday. Uh, it's kind of actually between movies and conspiracy episode. It's, it's out there. It's a little weird. It's just a smorgasbord of everything. Just a buffet. It's a sh- a sh- just take what you want. It's a buffet. Eat all you want. Take, take what you want, eat like a pig, <laughs> and then die in the restaurant for $7. Um, I got Trev here. Hello. Fucking back. hanging out. The movie guy, the the VHS director himself, still here, still kicking, still doing it, still uh, lock, still keeping Maryland locked down, <laughs> at least half of it. Mm-hmm. Or Rhode Island, or what? I don't know. I don't know how that side of the country works. It's all it's the confusing. Same. It's all it's all one big state. You're all on like one road, right? <laughs> Pretty much, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Fucking, I mean, I joke about that, but Alaska is on like two roads. Um, Trev, what have you been watching this week? Oh, what have I been watching? Well, I did just dive into the uh, the newest Nicolas Cage feature, which I hear you're going to be doing a future episode about, which I'm excited to hear your yeah, thoughts on. Uh, so, spoiler-free review, go. Spoiler-free of Mandy. Um, absolutely insane. Everything, everything you think it is from viewing the trailer is exactly what it is. You get what you paid for. Nick Cage at his most that's, insane. And That's fucking awesome. But you get that, but you also get much, much more in terms of absolutely batshit visuals and just a big hallucinogenic trip put into nice. a good solid film. So it's a bla- it was a blast, honestly. I gotta watch it again soon. That's hype. Uh, the guy who directed it's the guy who directed uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow. Mm-hmm. Good old Panos. Which is, yeah, which is terrifying. <laughs> I mean, with a name like Panos Cosmatos or whatever the hell, you can't go wrong. You literally can't not make fucked up movies. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Like, when you sound like a, a joke name from Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> Directed by Big McLarge Huge. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Christ! Um, have you seen the so, uh, the the new like screen test for uh, Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker? No, you haven't seen that. Oh, no, um, it, the director posted it to his Instagram, and oh no, I'm actually like, <laughs> I, I keep saying like I'm over these comic book movies just because. I'm getting so many thrown in my face at once. I'm like, all right, come on, relax a little bit. Constantly. But yeah, I, I I love Joaquin so much that I'm going to see it just because (laughs) he's one of my favorite actors of all time. And I, I don't know (laughs) what they're trying to do with this, but it looks like I saw like this, like the, the picture of him. And I was just like, this does not look like the Joker. No, (laughs) see, like, it feels like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about comics in general. I'm just. I'm, it seems like they're doing like, from what I understand, they're doing like a Joker origin story. Yeah, but is that is that a thing like within DC Comics? Not, do you know of? 
or there's multiple takes on it yeah. is the thing. Well, I mean, I remember you know Jack Nicholson was dumped in a. A, a right. Well, I mean, even in the comics, there's more than right. one take, but like generally, it's like kind of accepted that the Joker just popped up out of nowhere, right? Um, I, a lot of the time. So I, I'm interested to see what they do here, but I, I I'm also confused because I don't know what Joker this is. I don't know if they're trying to restart Ooh. again, or if like they are. Is that is that what they're doing? Because like, because they're because what's his face isn't as far as I know he is not going to be the Joker in another movie. Uh, well, let's see. You got Jared Leto, who was terrible. Yeah, that's right. You got Heath Ledger, oh, who's God. dead. Yeah. So I think and you got Jack Nicholson, who's seven thousand right, years old. So they're kind of out of, out of cards here. <laughs> so, they are. So like, well, let's get Joaquin Phoenix. Let's you get know that guy from Her. He's play. He's gonna play the Joker. I've never, I uh, <laughs> my brain always like tracks him as the guy from uh, Gladiator. Oh <laughs> really? That, okay. Yeah. The, wasn't he? Um, he was like the shitty he was, uh, emperor. Yeah, emperor guy. See, I the I weird see incest him, emperor. Her or Johnny Cash, honestly. So, oh, that's fair. Yeah, Dewey Cox. Uh, so that's fucking. I yeah. I I am. It's one of those things where it's like the DC movies are almost like like little like that. Like I I am I have Marvel fatigue specifically because oh, sure. the DC movies are well, you like. You gotta admit that Marvel is the only one doing it correctly. They're doing it correctly, and then but also DC's just like floundering, I, and they're like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I, don't, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Why can't we have a, D- a cinematic universe? And you're just like, I don't, I don't know, man. You're just not doing the things. And they're like, what if we did Suicide Squad, but again? And you're like, hmm. <laughs> what if we have twelve we different didn't? Jokers and confuse our audience? <laughs> That's like, <laughs> what, dude? So I guess, I guess, Justice League universe failed. Is that? Oh yeah, no that that got canceled like as soon as <laughs> Justice League came well, out. I, I forgot Justice like, League even uh... came out. I was walking around in uh in like in the store and I saw it in the DVD rack and I was like, did that go straight to video? It, it feels like it should have. Oh uh, it, yeah, I'm sure it did. But like I completely missed the whole theatrical release too because I guess I guess my eyes just kind of like glazed over it because I was like, oh, mm-hmm. don't need that information. And I just kind of no. glazed over, and then it just appeared in You're... the in, in the Walmart, <laughs> in, the in the stores, and I'm like, oh wow! In the 99 cent bin, you're just like, oh yeah, <laughs> two for five. <laughs> Justice League and Justice League, <laughs> and even then, no one wants it. They're like, yeah, oh, no, <laughs> five dollars, highway, highway robbery. Oh so god, with, uh, what an like abortion! An established actor now. Yeah, good. and they're Joaquin's trying to. Uh, you know, Joaquin's a good actor. I've seen him in. I've seen him be good at stuff. Um, I am not hopeful for their ability to make a movie. Oh, I have very, very low expectations for. I guess I don't know what. I guess it's just called Joker. I don't know. They can't think of. Plans. Yeah. But I have very low no, expectations they don't know. for it. Uh, there, someone, you know, there was a boardroom where they were like, "What about Joker Origins? Joker Origins." I can see it now in the big text, the big broken text. So, the bro- yeah, oh god, <laughs> big, with big broken text. <laughs> oh, Joker is just in a block block text, and Origins is all fucked up and and uh, hot topicy. <laughs> hot topicy. That's pretty much the DC universe is just hot topic. The movie. It kind of is. They they've really just been low balling that one. Like I don't know how they've managed to do relatively well with all their animated properties 
Oh, that's right. Like, as they far have, as they're like, like d- they're straight to DVD stuff. Yeah. Like, um, like, they're Batman they're not animated bad. Batman. <laughs> animated Bat- Bat- Batman. Batman are pretty good. Batman. From what, from what yeah. I've seen, like, well, I mean, I haven't watched them in years, but. I have not watched Batman Ninja yet, but I keep meaning to. Oh, I, did you send me something for that, or someone did? I probably did. I, there was I remember, an amount I, of us were excited about it. I remember it. seeing that somewhere, but it feels like a dream. Yeah, I, that's kind of why I still haven't watched it. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> all right, I don't know. I, I'm going to need to be in a certain mood to to, to dare, to, to be brave enough to dare to watch this oh, one. Man. Um yeah, man, I don't know. Fucking, we watched Justice League for the show, and the whole time it was like, this is a very, very expensive B-movie, and no one knows it's a B-movie. It does feel that way. Like, like Affleck and the rest of them, I have no idea. The whole time, they're like, yeah, we're very serious in a serious movie, because we're serious actors. And you're like, nope, no one here is. Please stop. <laughs> so I'm going to like, send you this... Um the Joker video, so you can like. Watch okay, it I'm. Maybe we can. Yeah, I'm excited. Find it. It was on slash his, uh, mostly horrified. Honestly, it was on his Instagram page. On his Instagram web page. Yeah, like the director posted like this short. Oh, that's loud. Yeah. What an abortion. Oh, this is not it. This was some fan-made bullshit. <laughs> the only thing could be potentially worse than an actual Joker movie is a fan-made Joker movie. Oh, that actually, you know, I might prefer that to something else, depending on how. I might prefer that to, like, the Suicide Squad movie that exists. Oh, for sure. How do I copy link? How do I internet? How this, to internet? Nope. That's that that just that was just JavaScript. Nice. Open link a new tab. Code. You, you can see into the okay, matrix. Okay, I'm excited. So it's just like this short. Yeah, he just said camera test. Okay, I'm watching. I already am. Uh. uh Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say that face paint's a little bit like I see, like it looks like Violent J. <laughs> yeah, like it, from the I'm, I can see that. It's I don't know. It's it looks like like no, like a lot. Like, <laughs> like hang on, now I gotta like, see let me let me I, I, yeah, let me let me hit you up with a fucking oh, it does. Yeah. I think, oh, I think no one no one has told the director <laughs> that his Joker face paint looks like Violet J from the Insane Clown Posse. Maybe that's what he was going for. I don't <laughs> I, don't I don't think, think so. so. Oh god, that's amazing. It that's that's too good. See, I, you know what I thought at once when I when I watched it? It felt like very like nineteen like turn of the century clown makeup. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's kinda fair. Like maybe like uh, I I know this isn't what they're doing, but I got like kind of 
like Wizard of Oz era carnival carnies. You know what I mean? Okay. Like kind of like the the sure. Sam Raimi Wizard of Oz movie that he did, like where it takes place in like. Wait, what? You don't remember that? He did the with James Franco. What was it called? You don't know. James Franco. You don't remember that coming out? <laughs> did I just like blank out did, did a Sam you, Raimi how did movie you do entirely that? because? Oz, because dude, someone Oz was the like, Great and Powerful, Wizard 2013. Of... Oh, I never saw uh, that. Yeah, it's, it was Sam Raimi, dude. It was. It's worth a watch. It's worth. It's. Oh my it's god. Worth a Sam Raimi. I watch. mean, if yeah, if I had known it was <clears throat> Sam Raimi, I'd have probably watched it. Yeah, it doesn't. It's. You can tell it's Sam Raimi when you watch it, but I can understand why you would have written it off just from seeing trailers mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah, but I got like, kind of like. Turn does of the anything century. chase someone through the woods on a bicycle? <laughs> There is, uh, do you know that scene from Army of Darkness where there's a bunch of tiny little little Ash Williams running around? Mm. <laughs> there's a oh, scene no. just like that in Oz the Great. Oh, my also, God. Bruce Campbell <laughs> plays a munchkin, so. Okay, well, all right, nope, we're watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's okay, it's it's okay. That's f- but I got, yeah, I'm not ex- I got like a, you know. uh, like, turn-of-the-century carny vibe from, okay. from this Joker makeup and stuff. So it got me thinking... I was like, what if someone made a competent Jonah Hex movie with... Oh, yeah, that'd be amazing. With the Instead Joker of the terrible it. one that we got? I, I like to talk about that. Jonah Hex is my favorite comic book character. <laughs> I dude, don't he's like, one of mine, too. He's oh, fucking dude, he's rad. Like, I don't, and that dude, that Josh... Yeah, it was Josh like Brolin, He's right? like supernatural spaghetti. Yeah, it's Josh yeah, Brolin. Dude. Brolin didn't do terrible. It's just he, the whole movie is a concept. I, just, was, I wouldn't have cast him as no hex you need more of no he's actually he's honestly too pretty to be jonah hex for sure you need like a rough even like you need like a pale version of danny trejo oh yeah 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 someone as ugly as danny trejo but not as mexican right (laughs) 100 even like a clint eastwood or danny trejo for jonah hex you know yes but like what if someone yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) what if someone made a competent jonah hex movie with like 1890s Dude, be thrilled. Joker in it. You know what I mean? Like a version of the Joker that was like an old timey carny. Mm-hmm. I feel like that'd be crazy. That'd be that'd awesome. That'd be dope. But that'll never I think, happen. I honestly think no. <laughs> but I also think the Joker's character kind of relies on having access to bullshit technology. I think that would you know what I, I mean? think that would make it even more fun. Is because he would be he would have to use like wily coyote rigging, like dynamite and like pulleys and gears and stuff. You okay, know, like okay. like eighteen hundreds. It. it would just be real goofy. Yeah, <laughs> it would be. <laughs> okay, okay, I can see this being interesting. Also, I still want a competent Jonah Hex movie. Oh, for sure, dude. That's like one of my like, you know, if I ever make like, it big and I sell out, I want to sell out the to one. make a Jonah Hex movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Direct rom coms for ten years, so they'll let you make a Jonah Hex flick. <laughs> well, the formula now is you just you make a really competent indie film, and then mm-hmm. Disney buys you for like five billion dollars, and then you right. they own they own your soul, and you just do Marvel movies. Right, you know James Gunn did that. Yeah, they they legally buy right. you. <laughs> yeah, well James Gunn got out of it. That was all. You know he's out. He's it's out. True. Now. That was actually it a, was trick. All a trick. It was all. He was like. <laughs> yeah. I'm going. I'm going to retweet these old tweets of mine with a fake account, so I get fired dun, from dun, Disney, dun. so I can do indie movies again. 
so I cannot make <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy fucking eight. He's like, oh darn, you you found him. You found, you found him. You tweets. found those bad tweets I made. Oh, no. <laughs> like James Gunn has been playing the long game <laughs> yeah, the entire dude. time, so he'd get fired from Disney to make like fucking movies he likes again. Yeah, he makes like another like Slither type movie, and he's like, man, this is great. <laughs> Love this. And everyone's like, wow. He's uh he's back doing weird stuff. <laughs> James Gunn's being real weird again. <laughs> oh, so, you know, God. that's what they do. I they have... do like in they so I, I just have to make a competent indie movie. And yeah. And then I do uh just I, uh, just reshoot Lintruso on a, a slightly better camera. Or slightly worse. I'm thinking like eight. Or slightly worse, film. and then also see if Steve Buscemi will be in it. <laughs> He's like seventy now. <laughs> what I mean, what's Buscemi doing now? What's he? What has Can he I got get, going like, 90s on? He's Buscemi. Can we bring? Uh, well, if fucking only, bud. <laughs> Can I get back? <laughs> yeah, I man, '90s Buscemi, uh, just showing up in fucking weird shit all the time. Oh, dude. Oh, speaking of showing up in weird shit, I wish. Yeah. You know, uh, you know Harry Dean Stanton, right? I do. Yeah. I'm familiar. He's like one of my all-time favorite actors. So every time he just okay. pops in a movie, I get super hype. Because he just, That's like, funny. I'll just be watching any movie. I'll be like, huh, you know, I feel like watching uh, this movie today. And I'll watch it. Harry Dean Stanton will pop in. And I'll have to pause it because I get so excited. Because he's, like, my favorite bit <laughs> background actor. So, you know, he could just do that. I think Steve Buscemi would do would be a good uh, Harry Dean Stanton type at this point. He just, he just Man, pop in. you know, you are not wrong. He kind of has the face, like... <laughs> A distinctive face and a weird enough bullshit, like a weird enough like bullshit weird personality. Right, he can just you can be yeah. like, hey, I need a you know, this character. Hey, it's Steve Buscemi, come in here for like a scene. That's what that's mm-hmm. pretty much all Harry Dean Stanton did his entire career. Yeah, I'm looking at his IMDb and it's like, yep, he's uh, he's here, and he's gone from this movie. Fucking working actors, man. Crazy. He's in fucking Gunsmoke. Who, Harry? Yeah, dude. I was watching, I watched Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas for the first time like a week or two ago. And I, I, oh, I'd nice. Be, That's a fun oh, yeah, movie. I've been meaning to watch it. It's like on my long term list. And uh, like, because I want to get into more, more into uh, Terry Gilliam stuff. Because, you know, I'm a big, Pyth- big okay. Python fan, but I haven't seen any of his standalone work. And um, I'm really excited for The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. So I want to watch at least most of his filmography before I watch his newest one. And I'm watching mm. Fear and Loathing. Sure enough, Harry Dean Stanton is the judge in like one of Holy shit. One of uh Hunter S. Thompson's weird psycho induced you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like a judge and he's like guilty and I'm like, That's Harry. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> I like paused it reround. I was like, It's Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Everyone look. Uh, it's funny I'm looking at like Buscemi's fucking IMDB and it's just like you know there's always the stuff you recognize him in and then like he's in a bunch he's just in everything like he's like in a Nick Cage amount of movies I wonder if he owes as much money to the IRS as Nick Cage does I wonder if he's also secretly a supervillain like Nick Cage is did you ever see like why Nick Cage is in so many movies because like, uh, all the stuff I mean, bought. you know, yeah, yeah, with the fucking like the shark <laughs> and the fucking yeah, he's got like the 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 uh, the the fucking triceratops skull. He's got like three tombs and, like, in Louisiana. 
that he just bought. Yeah, no. I don't know why. He has super villain lair shit. Yeah. That's why he he's, spends he his money on movies. whatever he wants. And then he's like, oh no, I don't have enough to live in my 12 mansions. <laughs> the IRS keeps to. calling. What do I do? <laughs> so then he has to be in like all these Netflix films. I'm going to be in this Blade Runner ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in this movie about the USS Indianapolis for some reason. It's going to pay off his tax bill. He's got to pay off that, That's like, actually ancient, kind of like, rad. ancient relic that he has sitting in his living room that he bought for, like, five Yeah, he's got, like, dollars. a fucking mummy <laughs> in his living room that he's drinking coffee on top he's of. Like, <laughs> it's his coffee table. <laughs> like a sarcophagus just sitting in the middle of his Big room. Big fucking sarcophagus. <laughs> People are putting their feet up, like, oh, Nick, this is great. This is great. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, I just, I was, I, I like this in my trip to Egypt. And it cost me $16 million. <laughs> Nick, that's crazy. I know, yeah, I know. My, my accountant keeps calling. I'm going to be in 16 pictures in the next four months. I went to the uh, the Smithsonian the other day, and I I just started buying things. I don't even know if I'm legally allowed I just, to do that, but I, I did. I, just bought a di- I bought a dinosaur. I just bought a dinosaur. It's getting shipped here next week. But in, in exchange for that, I have to be in uh, 32 films this month. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. His accountant's like uh, pulling his hair out, like Nick, you gotta stop. You got Nick, what are you doing? You can't do this. It's just, it's just some fucking hyper. It's just some dude in a tiny white office. Like, he's just he's like he's got like all these papers like all over pinned it? to the wall, and he's like chain smoking, and he's like like reading the numbers. He's like, oh my god, he's I don't know. Off the I don't IRS. know how to. He's answering like four phones at once. He's like, I don't know how to how to. How to add these up. We're not going to break even this year, Nick. You have to be in 17 more films. Just like smoking like 12 cigs. <laughs> Nick, we can't do it's this anymore. It's December and Cage has to wrap up 15 more films to break even next year. The IRS have called him 12 times. He's like, I, I swear, by, by the end of the month, he's going to have the money. He's going to have the money. Nick, 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 listen to me. Listen, Nick, listen, Nick, listen to me. <laughs> Nick Cage tries to buy the entire fucking uh, Cannes Film Festival. He just does it without He's like, I like, tried to buy the festival without even telling his work. accountant. He's like, I just bought Cannes. Yeah. What? I just bought Cannes. I just bought. I, I bought Cannes. I don't know. I, the whole film festival. You what? Did you did you buy the movies? No, the festival. I own. I what? run Cannes now. <laughs> oh my, Nick! We can't do this. <laughs> It's, Nick Cage is in every single fucking movie. There's going to be a time where he owes Cannes so Film much Festival. money to people that you're going to be walking to your theater and every poster is going to have Nick Cage's face on it. Just mm-hmm. every every that's, theater it's, filled. It's, I'm not against it. That's going to be a good oh, week. It's for sure. I'm going to be I'm going to have to like take off work and just spend my entire entire week in the movie theater, like sleep over. Just be like, "All right. Yeah, it's Nick Cage week." <laughs> Nick Cage week, here we go. That, that interview Man. you sent me, where he like talks, so he good. talks about all of his roles, is amazing. It was incredible. He talked about yeah where where he did a ride along in New York for that that uh, was the paramedic stunning, and he was like, yeah, and a little African American boy shot right through the ass, and he was looking at me, was <laughs> <laughs> like, and he was and he was looking at me like I was some sort of vision, like a. A hallucinogenic vision that he was having. Like, why am I there? And which is, I mean, to be <laughs> fair, like, if if I end up, if I get shot and I end up in a fucking 
right you know in a in a in a ambulance and nick cage is there, there i'm also going to assume <laughs> just i'm leaning seeing over things. you they're like oh you're pumping the morphine in already and they're like no they're like what nick cage is like i got 12 cc's right here for you <laughs> it's just nick cage's morphine <laughs> you're like whoa okay all right that, yeah that interview Calling was incredible it. i appreciated every second of that because like he got, it was so he good was really in depth like he's a serious actor like, oh yeah, I no. no I mean, like he was like, I tried to evoke like German expressionism. Yeah, like, <laughs> this dude. What? Was, <laughs> like, oh my god, he he knows he knows what he's doing. He knows what that and word that, is. Like that blew my mind. <laughs> is that like because that means he's self-aware? Oh, totally. So he knows what he, he knows his that's deal. Wild. That's that was mind blowing to me. He just also can't stop buying fucking dinosaur fossils. Just weird. I bought the Mayan calendar. I bought the entire damn thing. <laughs> I love his... Uh, now they can't end the world. <laughs> I, I saved us. That was me. I like when he got salty about not winning an Oscar for that one... I haven't seen a lot of that was movies funny. that he was talking about. But like he was talking about... How he was salty that he didn't win an Oscar. Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, and he was like, well, you know, they did really great, but you know, that was just you know, the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I'm like, okay, dude. <laughs> All right, Nick, calm down. <laughs> Like yeah, like if you're Nick, has Nick Cage won an Oscar? Period. I, I looked it up he and he has. He won. Um, he's what? won one, and he's also been nominated for another. What did he win uh, one for? I can't quote. I'm gonna look it up right now. Go I looked it up. I looked it up right last now. night after I watched the interview because I was I like, mean, "Has he ever won?" I'm amazed he's been nominated. Oh, he did. He did win for uh, Leaving Las Vegas. It was um oh, a different one that he was snubbed for. I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, every, that's right, like right. Everyone, oh, uh, that's right. Because he was like, "We're not gonna, we're not gonna get nominated for awards for this one," and then he did. Oh yeah, yeah. He was like, "Okay, that was the most pretentious thing." He was like, "He was like, well, you know, I yes. kind of just did this film, you know, uh, not gonna win an award, so uh, I wasn't really even trying." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, and dude. All right. All right, all right, Nick, Nick. calm down." <laughs> and now that's just what he does. Now that is his career. I wonder if yeah. he regrets that at all. And of course, during the interview, Fucking... he's wearing like three giant rings on his hand. Like massive. And also a jacket that is a, just a confusing piece of clothing. Oh, he, oh, dude. Where you're like, I don't know why you have a jacket with so many zippers, Nick Cage. What are we doing? Just, Never mind. Whatever he just... wants. He yep. wore that like <clears throat> gold leather jacket one time with a cowboy hat or something. I don't know. He wears some ridiculous stuff. He, I, I love him. He's my favorite. Fucking Nick Cage. So I'm, I, I, I googled Nick Cage Oscar just to see the picture of him per, like winning. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. And it's, it's. Let me. I got you. I got your back here. It's something. It's like it looks like it's from a movie. <laughs> yeah, I just found that. He's happy. Look at him. He's, he's just super he's thrilled. Cheesing. And also naturally linked is the article how Nick Cage blew ninety six million dollars. <laughs> you're just like, yeah, yep, there it is. Uh huh. Okay. But yeah, no that that whole interview is really good. And like the whole time, you're like, it's like you know, it's like Nick Cage being super self aware and also super pretentious. Is like makes that's sense. funny and charming. And you're just like, yeah, okay. Like you can, you can tell he's a pretentious guy. You can just look at him and be like, yeah. He, I mean, you could tell he takes acting seriously, which is bizarre as shit. I get like a really Tommy Wiseau vibe from him, especially you know, during, that's fair. during the interview. But like, I don't know, just kind of the way he presents himself, I guess, is very, it was very like, 
I would I don't want to say like false confidence because he is a good actor. You know, yeah. like he is No, he's got a range. And he he's just been <laughs> um I got I think he's just hard to control, <laughs> like hard to direct. I mean, so some people see, were just kind of yeah. just like, you know, do whatever he wants. Uh but he is a good actor and he obviously knows what he's doing judging from that interview. He obviously knows what he's doing. Yeah. But I still like I, hiring a like a a guy an alcoholic poet to inspire him. Yeah, the drinking coach. That's right. <laughs> he was on set. Like, what? Wow, that was that was bonkers. But like the yeah. the fact that I don't know. He just every I'm I'm hearing this guy talk about like German expressionalism and and channeling and all these actor terms and getting really into it. And then he's also then, like, in Ghost Rider and Ghost Rider's Spirit. Of oh Vengeance. yeah, and then yeah, I'm picturing that and the same guy that screamed, "Not the bees, they're in my eyes," you know, and all mm -hmm. that all that fun Nick Cage stuff. So I'm like, okay, there's there's a line, and he's on two sides <laughs> of the line. He he, he is lives the on line. both sides. <laughs> Yeah, Nick Cage is the line. Nick Cage He's in the only one the who can line. occupy. Oh, I could one probably uh, by the end of 2019, almost certainly. Well, he has to be, or else he's going to yeah. prison. So he's going to fucking jail. <laughs> um, can you imagine being Nick Cage's cellmate. No, that'd be horrifying. Because he'd be like, he'd be reenacting face-off scenes with you the whole time. <laughs> he's like channeling for like, he's like, once I get out of here. I'm going to be in a prison movie. And so he just ups it to like 11 and you're like, dude, relax. He starts you stabbing people. You can't just do this is a prison is an institution. <laughs> you can't just go off the chain here. He starts <laughs> picking fights with other cellmates to like get into character. You're like, Nick, dude, he's Nick Cage is leading a, gang, like a prison <laughs> yeah, gang. Leading a prison gang. <laughs> oh, that's such a good Where idea. Herzog is like waiting at the gate to pick him yeah, up. He's, he's like, like we're, we're we're filming in six hours, Nick, and Nick stabs him. Uh, <laughs> oh, that would be incredible. Uh, like the part where he was yelling about the fucking uh, getting psyched up to be the cokehead cop character uh, by snorting fake coke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Herzog was like, Nick, what's in that vial? And was getting mad. Yeah, and he just. He's, he's just started screaming at him. I can oh, I, I was picturing what the atmosphere of that set was like. It had to be very confusing very the entire confusing. time. Very like you're just imagine like, just what's being great like is a like grip on that set, and you're just like, what the hell is going on? Why the <laughs> fuck is Nick Cage yelling it? Yelling at the rapper exhibit. <laughs> what is happening? <sighs> he's, just, he's an entity. So. I'm excited for the new Nick Cage flick. Oh, I, I really it's going to be insane. Your guys take on everything because it's a blast. Uh, we're doing a uh, where are they now kind of episode, uh, which is Nick Cage and Hayden Christensen. Ooh. One is obviously the the meteoric rise of Nick Cage's bank account and the uh, the crash of Hayden Christensen starring in Little Italy. What is Hayden? Yeah, Hayden Christensen. Yeah, uh, you know, I thought he died. Everyone thought he died, but no, he's in a rom-com with Italian stereotypes now. There he is. Yeah, I just Googled it. Huh, this uh, yeah. slipped under my radar, which I'm not I'm It not slipped under everyone's about. radar. We found it as like a like a, a movie poster and thought it was a joke. <laughs> it does look like it. I'm on IMDb right now, and it does look like a joke. 
And Oz is actually angrily <clears throat> messaging me right now about it. Like he's watching it, and just he's just like, "This is what the fuck are we watching?" <laughs> I'm just like, "I don't know, man." A young couple must not be um, a blossoming romance amidst the war between their families. Competing yeah, pizza it's, restaurants. <laughs> it's Romeo and Juliet with pizza restaurants and fucking dagos. That's fantastic. It's the most nonsensical thing on the it's planet. A, it's got anyway, five point eight on uh, the old IMDb. So. IMDb can maybe, never uh, be trusted. I think we know that by maybe now. Maybe Oz just has zero taste. Maybe Oz <laughs> hasn't voted yet. That's the key. He's the only other viewer of the movie. <laughs> he immediately puts in a one. A one rating yeah. and just tanks. Yep. <laughs> How many votes does this have? Three. Hmm. <laughs> what one seems to be from Hayden Christensen's account. <laughs> Hayden Christensen voted one. He didn't even ten of like ten. It. <laughs> uh, so speaking of nonsensical horseshit, uh, I made Trev watch a production, a film. I, can you even call produced it produced by some people? Can you even call it a film? I mean, it's a fake documentary. Uh, it's and it is amazing. So here's the deal: this was sent to us by our boy Ted from the Gaslight Hour. Oh, of course it was. Of course, yeah, obviously. of course, he stumbled upon this. Duh. So, Beyond Lemuria, I'm reading the actual crawl for this, by the way. Not like... It is one of the most interesting, not... like, descriptions. Cause I, are you looking at the one on Daily Motion here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Beyond Lemuria is a fictional drama based on allegedly true accounts. <laughs> Which, okay. First... Hmm. Uh, the producers have made every effort to present this material in a factual context without compromising the security of our contributors or revealing the identities of our sources, which makes it seem like this should be some wild shit, like the FBI's involved and stuff. You know? Uh, it w- oh, it was wild shit, but I don't think in it was the, wild uh, in a different direction. Yeah, in the <laughs> in the sense that <laughs> that we normally think of here. Yeah. Uh, so this is. Uh, f- we're not gonna spoilers this because you don't need it. Trust me, you, you don't, don't watch this. <laughs> the I mean, do watch it if you want, but also uh, don't expect anything good out of it because holy shit, this is basically. So the guy who uh, gave this the 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 account to um, the writers of this movie. Uh, is a dude who is like a full tilt new ager, like 100%. Like, you know, thinks he's uh, he's channeling spirits from Atlantis and shit. Perfect. <clears throat> One of those types. With the crystals. There, there's some wild Atlantean uh, subplots. Yeah. Or it's Atl- it yeah. the plot. It's... Yeah, well, so the Atlanteans... Uh, you yeah, know, summar- go ahead. They give would... me give me a crisp summarization of this movie for me. Considering a, a I only so... made it twenty five minutes in without wanting to blow my brains out, <laughs> yeah, and that's then I fair. skipped to the end and watched like the last like twenty minutes. Yeah, that's actually the most reasonable thing you can do because it doesn't get better. <laughs> it got like, pre- there's no it got pretty good at the end. I, I, I got to the point. At the end, did you get like the 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 the, the Nazi in the alternate universe? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I did not. I got to the point where they're in the mine or the cave. Oh, that's 
So that's that. That's not just a mine or a cave. It's a portal to an alternate universe. Yeah, and they had that weird doohickey that looked like something out of uh, Star Trek: The Original Series. Yes, the the device. So beyond Lemuria is uh, the story of two versions of one man's life. One where he leads the good path, where he's a religious studies PhD. And the other where he leads the evil path, where he's in a death cult. <laughs> Naturally. Um, the, the cast of both things is the same, like the same six people. Yes, that's what was confusing. I think that's what really started to confuse me. Is because I was seeing, yeah. I was like, what is going I was just completely lost. But I, when I, it, when it I got, saw that, I was like, like, this can't be real. <laughs> so the visionaries behind this film put a 15 minute long PowerPoint smack dab in the beginning of act one. Oh which, yeah. Thank uh, God. I can't say I appreciated That's... it, but I, um, mm-hmm. I, I do respect Mm-mm. it. It is a, it was very avant-garde. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the best way to put it. This actually feels like imagine if like one of the mega churches that like fucking puts Kirk Cameron in movies about how jerking off is gonna send you to hell. Um, imagine if that kind of budget and sheer lunacy uh, was a but instead of a mega church, it was a new age, a group of new age people. Which it, it was it was funny because. I watched this the same night I watched Mandy, and it both oh, no. both involved <laughs> both involved extremely extremely religious death cults. So it was an interesting tie-in, and I was like, okay, nice. Uh, obviously, one's way better than the other, but this one, you know, what? this one gave me a really really heavy Neil Breen feel for some reason. <laughs> for That's some a reason, bold this move. I I was like, at some point, I felt like Neil Breen was supposed to pop in. During Beyond Lumeria. Yeah, no, that's because I interesting. Like, like the, okay, so that here's why is because. Oh no no yeah I'm seeing like, so I'm looking at the guy like I my I had to like look at his face and I see exactly what you're saying. Okay, have you seen any Neil Breen films? No. Okay, are you are you familiar, familiar like familiar at all? I, I'm not familiar with his work. So at he's all. like notorious for making these. Oh my over god! The top bad films like i think his recent one not his maybe his second most recent one he plays um he plays basically this god character that can travel through oh he plays yeah okay and then like i'm I'm seeing this called pass through pass through that was it yeah and he pretty much just wrote himself as like god and he's like i can kill people anytime i want i can do this and this and it's like and and his acting is very not acting looking he's at just kind of talking the, yeah and a lot of the actors in this are just kind of talking specifically like the old guy that's like really like really into it and he's um, yeah there was one part where uh that when they're in the cave and he's mm-hmm. like he's like talking about this moment but he's just reading his lines he's just like i have the machine right here go ahead and turn it on and i'm like all right He's just reading from the script. <laughs> He's like, there's no, yeah. there's no. He might as well have it on his hand. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's pretty, but like, it wasn't like forced. It wasn't like there's there's different strains of bad acting. I feel like there's like forced 
bad acting, which is like actors, like like actors that don't know how to act and they're trying way too hard. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then there's there's just people that aren't actors that are just okay with being in front of the camera. And it felt like everyone in this movie aren't actors. They're just yes guys that are like, all right, I'll just give it a shot. They happened to be there the day that someone had a camera. Like they're just townsfolk. Like it's just like this guy just went to the different places in town. And was like, hey, you want to be in this uh, this movie? In this sweet fact bit movie based on a true story, based on real events. I'm looking at Neil Breen movie covers, and they are um like the fact that the the like it looks like the cover is like a flyer someone would hand to me like I would it's a flyer I would take from someone because I wanted them to go away that is the perfect way to describe Neil Breen movies um because like I'm looking at the movie Twisted Pair which is in production oh his posters are terrible identical twin brothers become hybrid AI artificial intelligence thanks for specifying Neil (laughs) entities one sentence yet are torn in different directions to achieve justice for humanity. And the pictures are Neil Breen in a leather jacket and black, like, three-button shirt, and Neil Breen in a hoodie in a hallway. (laughs) There's one where he does a completely nude scene. Great. (laughs) That's great. Is it Fateful Findings, a Neil Breen film? A paranormal thriller where computer hackers expose worldwide secrets. I think, oh yeah, he he's always the main character in all his films, and he's always like either super genius or like superhuman. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's he was in Scream. Neil Breen was. He was a cop. That's fantastic. I'd had no idea about that. I don't think anyone has any idea. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm looking at these Neil Breen things and they are, um, like it, they feel like jokes that no one knows or like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like the joke is too weird for non-internet people to get. <laughs> yeah. Like internet people would be like, yeah, this is a gag and we can all tell. But like the, 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 <laughs> the, the people who are wise enough to avoid the internet, uh, are like, what? is this Neil Breen fella up to? <laughs> I think when uh, when Twisted Pear comes out, uh, all three of us should watch it. I mean, obviously, that or pass, or like that and pass through. Does Neil Breen just think like AI is secretly like him? He's like, I am actually the well, artificial I intelligence. I he understands technology, and so he writes about what fears him most. And so, because all of his uh, films evolve around either. Well, his latest one was about the fake news media, so that's fantastic. Oh, I'm super <laughs> excited. And he, like... That can only be good. He kills, like, politicians, like, TV anchors <laughs> and reporters. It's so strange. <laughs> like, Neil it's Breen so gets strange. a bad review and makes a whole fucking movie about it. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. He's just, like... I, I don't know. He's... <laughs> His movies are something else, but I got a really heavy Neil. It's they're shot a lot like this too, so I got Which is, like, like I super mean, heavy Neil Breen film feel from uh, Beyond Lumeria because it's shot like very public accessy. Yes, that makes sense. No, that's a good way to put it. Public accessy is a great way to put to describe this film. Or 
another way, I guess, to, you know, you know, like when you're in elementary school and it's like a day the teacher doesn't want to work, so they wheel in the TV and then there's a bunch of those like educational tapes that they pop into the VCR. Yep. That's this, this is one of those. This felt like one of those. Or it was like, you know what? Like the teacher's like still hung over from yesterday. And they're like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to teach today. It's, I'm just going to pop in this, uh, this tape about, uh, you know, like, uh, cells. And yeah. Like, you almost said midichlorians, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm looking at a picture of Hayden Christensen. So. But it's fair. <laughs> I got Hayden Christensen pulled up on Google Chrome. Yeah. I mean, you know. It's, you know, it's the Jedi it. Academy. And, you know, they're just going yeah. to pop in a little VHS tape about midichlorians. <laughs> Hayden <laughs> Christensen hungover doesn't want to teach the kids. Uh, there you go. It's just it's George. It's just George uh, so Lucas. he's like, hey, hey kids, today we're gonna, hey we're gonna teach you about I'm... midichlorians. He makes up some, George Lucas makes up Jedi Master Rock Blinder, and you're just like, fuck, <laughs> Lucas, Lucas, what are you doing? Uh, so the priestess in this movie. Uh, so there's a an evil priestess and a good priestess. She's the Lemurian priestess is porn star slash horror and comedy actress Sheila Marie. Perfect. Uh, Sheila Marie, who is in a new movie this year called The Lich, except the Lich is spelled wrong. The Lich is spelled L I T C H. Oh, that's just which leads me to believe. Nope, the lich is a dude, and I th- I feel like they thought they would get sued for saying lich. Is it a porno, or is it a real movie? No, it's a real movie, and Sheila Marie is basically in the same same get up. Oh, she's the lich. No, no, she can't be the lich. What is she doing? Is she just? There's an actor whose name is Dick Warlock. He is playing himself in this movie. I mean, naturally. He's just, pl- he's Dick just Warlock playing Dick Warlock. Dick Warlock was born in 1940. Oh. He was in Escape from New York. Okay, what? <laughs> yeah. He's been in everything. He's in the thing. Oh, he's a stunt coordinator. Dick Warlock was born on February 5th, 1940 in Oakley, Ohio. As Richard Anthony Lemming. I would also call myself Dick Warlock at that point. Yeah. He, but yeah, he's, he's in, got stunt he's in this movie. These, uh... Wow. Yeah, so he's in the Lich as Double Dick Warlock. <laughs> <laughs> I feel is like a fair and reasonable thing to call yourself if your name's Dick Warlock. So Sheila Marie puts off this vibe in Beyond Lemuria that is like I I wanna say like uh too much surgery. Like I'm not usually one to be like, you know, whatever, do whatever with your body. I don't give a shit because it's not my business. But, like, someone clearly should have told her to stop about, like, ten surgeries ago. Oh, yeah, there she is. Um, so she's the priestess in both in Lemuria and Atlantis, which is, or Lem- the Lemurians and the Atlanteans. Um, the Atlant- so the Lem- yeah, anyway. So to, to, to sum up this film, 
uh, the the evil versions of these characters are in a very very evil cult, and you can tell because they all wear black, and the leader of the cult is a dick to everybody. <laughs> and the the big thing that like stuck out to me that made me go what? Initially in the evil cult scene, after the ninja, because there's a ninja. Um, the evil cult guys are like, hey, contact your, your man at the agency to the, to the agency representative who's in the cult. And, uh, the guy's like, all right. And he calls this guy and all it does, you see a desk with a laptop with a sticker that looks like it, like could be a government agency logo. And then the nameplate just says Max. And there's a tiny little statue of a helicopter. And that's it. You're like, oh, he's in. He's with the military. The military. Because you could tell because he has the statue, you he see. He's the military. And they mention the Army Corps of Engineers like 50 times. Well, that's how you know that you, um, uh, you know what you're talking about. Is you just, you just, yeah, name, no, they just know. name drop the Army Corps of Engineers. Yeah, you're like, the Army Corps of Engineers is going to blow up the entrance to Satan's Cavern, and you're like, that's great. Classic. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I would do. Also, there's definitely a scene in this movie where they have a guy dressed as Jesus who looks like the fucking Lebowski from The Big Lebowski. Like, it's like, it's atrocious. It does look like that, uh, the trip scene from Big Lebowski. It really does. It's just green screened in. Yeah, and you're like, what's happening here? And they're, you know, and like that's the other thing he's is like, like in they the mountain are mountain range. He's like on top. Yeah, just hanging out, being real weird. Let me. Uh, was I screen grabbing? I was manually screen grabbing when I was tweeting these out. Um, let me. The, the hook Jesus you up on with, the mountain range looks like a looks like a potential cover for this episode. Oh, that's what that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> there it is. Because yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and uh, I have I have the movie pulled up, and I was skimming through. Thank God. There it is. So this Jesus is uh, a Jesus who's like, yeah, you know what? It's okay to not believe in me or whatever. Eat shit, I guess. And you're like, okay, man, cool. Like, I don't care. I have no no game or no dog in the uh, the Jesus, not Jesus fight. But I'm going to be honest. I think Mountain Jesus is the least believable Jesus. So just speculate. One of my here. favorite things from what I saw is mm-hmm. uh, when the temple appears on the mountain range. Yeah. And it's like there's that great miniature shot, and it reminded me of that scene from Holy Grail with Camelot. You know? Oh my god, like, yeah. There it is. Yeah. It's only a model. You know? It's only a model. But yeah, that's this fair. Is like, this is like on the mountain range, and then he slowly walks towards it, and then it cuts to inside the model and it's like little tiny yep. torches and you're like oh look at this little tiny this little tiny temple <laughs> and then it's like green screen in the back and it does this weird like post-production zoom through the hallways and yep i appreciate that i was like i was you like know, they cared the about this movie they... somehow yeah like it, there was at least one shot where they were like let's make it look really cool <laughs> I mean, it looked bad. But I, mean, I mean, as like, cool it, as they could, it like I could appreciate it being like, okay, look, I like a good miniature. That was nice. Mm-hmm. That was nice. That's, that's a good little. That's touch. reasonable. Good little touch in this 
terrible, terrible the, uh, movie. Yeah, the, the, the two miniature temples. The one that looks like a fucking D&D set. Yeah. Like, real. Like, it's like, you're... It, I mean, like, here's the, one, the deal. Um, like, towards the end, after the guy gets yeah. his eyes burned out in the cave. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one, yeah, that one's, it, that one's good. And then it, I like that, the doors swing open, and there's, like, two tiny torches there. And you're like, clearly yep. this thing is, like, five inches tall. Oh, yeah, 100. <laughs> like, this this is max one foot tall. <laughs> and, and they are just, they're holding that shot real hard. They're like, they'll never know. They'll never know. And, and then they do a false post-production zoom through the hallway. And yep. it's, it's a, it's a blast. I was, I was for that one scene. Yeah, and then they. That was. I, uh, I mean, I enjoyed the the cave. <laughs> like, there's, there's like the whole cave scene is like a a very weird adventure. This, this movie is like, it would be good as, it would it would be a good movie to riff on, if it wasn't two hours long. It is because there's plenty it of is scenes. Incredibly like, two hours oh, long. It feels like twelve hours, dude. Like the first twenty minutes I, felt like I was watching. 13 Lord of the Rings films. I watched this without doing anything else in the background. That's honestly like, impressive because I couldn't I'm going to pay it. attention to this film. <laughs> and the other, so something else of note, uh, the, the three eyed idiot in the, the intro oh with the horns God. <laughs> that has no payoff for the whole movie. I was cracking up at that. Honestly, I was yeah. like, that. so I, I went into this and I was like, all right, I'm gonna watch some weird shit, and it's gonna be great. And then I'm so, like, I'm watching. The I think credits. you'll be sad to know. I'm watching the credits. Beyond Lemuria has a 5.8 on IMDb. Really? I, yeah. I looked up. So oh, Little Italy is. and Beyond Lemuria. I like how it's it's Beyond Lemuria and then in parentheses video 2007. It's like yeah, we know. We know. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I mean, you know what? I'm real. Like, you'll be all guy. sad He's to on know. The poster. The three-eyed guy, yeah. an adventure in wonder and terror, and the V-eyed, three-eyed guy is on the poster there. Maelstrom yeah. Press, huh? Nice. Uh, Poke Runyon, the writer producer, um, only one, only one credit. He's only done Beyond the Area. No one has been brave enough to uh, create one of his visions again, which is just a shame. Reboot obviously. When. Kevin yeah, when is the Beyond Lemuria reboot? That's the real fucking question. Um, I so here's what Poke Runyon summarizes the movie as: Beyond Lemuria is an allegory of good and evil intentions. I love that name. Two groups of mystic seekers are played by the same actors. Duh, the sinister Draconians search for ancient super scientific secrets of power in the caverns under Mount Shasta. While the while their counterparts, the Lithinians, seek spiritual enlightenment by climbing America's holy mountain, both groups find what they are seeking and get what they deserve. Jesus Christ! Spoiler alert: <laughs> He just he yeah. ruined it. Both groups get what yeah. they're seeking. Thanks. See ya. Yep. Cool. I I am no longer invested in your film, sir. Well, you know, I was no longer invested when I started watching a PowerPoint presentation on the plot of the movie. No, that's mid, super fair. Mid-movie. It was li- literally, like, not exaggerating. Mid-movie. No. Like, all right, this is the plot. Slide one. So. <laughs> no animations or anything, dude. No star wipes. No cube No spins. star wipes. 
just a slide and then some video of a rock. <laughs> yes. I do appreciate I did appreciate They're like that you they can see the Cyclopean this, like, architecture. Yeah. I'm like, that's yeah, yeah, just yeah. a rock. They started talking about the architecture of this like ruin. And then they like did yeah. the underwater footage and it felt like Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. It's like It really it did, except not funny except or good. Not in any way good. So Poke Runyon has summarized this a second Poke, time. Thank Poke God. Runyon. Just a Poke just Runyon, that uh, name. come on the damn woods and tell us about the production of Beyond Lemuria. Uh, the entire story actually takes place in the few minutes it takes a candidate, William Morgan, standing before the altar in a magical temple to decide whether he will follow the path of light or the way of darkness. In this case, the way of darkness is symbolized by the powerful ancient super science of the underground Darrows, whose dimension can be reached through a machine called the Intragravitron. In his dark persona, Morgan is a neophyte, an evil secret society of draconians who will use the machine to open the gate. Whenever I emphasize, it's in quotes. I'm like, just to be clear, I'm reading as written here. In his spiritual persona, Morgan belongs to the Lithinian Brotherhood, the Lithinian Brotherhood of Master Phylos, played by the same actor who takes the role of Brother Abaddon in the Draconians. Brother Abaddon, extremely metal name, by the way. All these names are fantastic. Um, Even the guy's real they name are. that wrote the film. Yes. The Lithinians take a yearly pilgrimage up the slopes of Mount Shasta to receive enlightenment. As the action progresses, we cut back and forth between the two groups, contrasting their attitudes and experiences. One by one, the Draconians come to bad ends, while the Lithonians find the treasures of the spirit that they are seeking. The black and white symbolism is carried throughout the film in sets, costumes, and props, emphasizing the medieval morality play theme. He really cares about this movie. He gave a lot of shit about this film. Did you see there's one one review, like legit review, on uh, IMDb? It's oh, like a, man, a there's... I'm seeing it, and I'm going to uh, read it. From King Sword 1, on February 4th, 2012. Post, uh, post-apocalypse. Where? Or, no, mm, let me... Yeah, it's gotta be pre-apocalypse. Because there's this is just normal. Did you know? The review. Oh, yeah, there... there That's a nine-star review. It is a nine-star review. Also, I did see the trivia. Uh, Hoke, Hoke Runyon even went as far to write in trivia for his IMDb page. We actually created oh, no. this 1920s silent movie. Philos of Atlantis for our Mount Shasta documentary section. You'll find like F. I feel kind of bad making fun of him for this at this point. He cares so much, but also not enough to stop. Oh, but no! Uh, I mean, anyone that puts a PowerPoint in their movie, I'm gonna I'm gonna make fun of them. Mm-hmm. It's just it's how it goes. Sorry, sorry, Mr. Runyon. Yeah. Uh, so King Sword One. That that is right. That is correct. That is accurate. Yeah, it's, long, it's, an, it's a long movie. It's a long movie. It feels longer. Okay. This uh, is how, sorry, I so, gotta interrupt you again because uh, the budget. Yeah, no. Three hundred thousand dollars. Get fucked. Three hundred thousand dollars. I don't know if you saw that, but I just did. I, I'm seeing it and, now, uh, and I'm mad. I'm very upset because <laughs> <laughs> this guy got three hundred, three hundred big ones. To make this. To make that, dude. What? So. I'm going to assume King Sword 1. Um, 
is actually Pope That's Runyon. That's what I was thinking too. I was, I was thinking that as well. Uh, he his only other review was a movie called Baron Black Wolf: Dogs of God. I. Ed Asner is in this. All right. Oh, this can't be real. Okay, wait. I just saw. Wait. We're in a weird rabbit hole. No. Poke he Runyon wrote it. Wrote it. Wrote it. <laughs> okay, King Sword One is definitely Poke Runyon. One hundred percent. It's gotta be. Kevin Connor. So. Go ahead and read 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 Poke Runyon. I'm gonna, I mean, here's Kingsword own. One's review of <laughs> Beyond Lemuria because it's definitely Poke Runyon, the director, the writer producer. Beyond Lemuria is not like any Hollywood film you've ever seen. It is more than simply escapist entertainment. One might say it is quote infotainment because it deals with two important elements of American folklore that Hollywood has completely ignored. The mystic avatars of California's mysterious Mount Shasta, who claim to derive their wisdom from Atlantis and Lemuria, and the 1940s revelations by Richard S. Shaver of the ancient elder gods from outer space, whose degenerate survivors still inhabit a vast cavern network. These two related themes are woven together in a storyline that uses documentary footage to familiarize the viewer with those forgotten mysteries leading into a dramatic contrast between two esoteric groups who travel to Mount Shasta. One group seeks, to, <laughs> seeks the ancient secrets of super science from the degenerate Darrows deep in the caverns under the mountain, while the other group climbs to, climbs to the heights to receive spiritual enlightenment. Actual cavern and mountain locations at Mount Shasta were extensively used, lending authenticity to the strange story. The dramatic storyline between an occult initiation ceremony where the candidate must choose between good and evil. Beyond Lemuria is best described as a modern medieval morality play. If the viewer keeps this initial scene in mind, there'll be no difficulty understanding the story. Oh, not at all. Trev. Not at all. The message, <laughs> or the message, sorry, there's, there's more to that. Uh, Hollywood could not and would not make a film like this. So regardless of its faults, Beyond Lemuria is significant, and you've never seen anything like it. This is Poke Runyon. Poke Runyon reviewed his own movie. All right, so you want to know? I, I, while you were reading this, yeah, I please. Some, I what other data on, uh, have you on Poke Runyon? Okay, and I thank found God. A page on Metapedia, a wiki page for Poke Runyon. I'm gonna need a link to that right uh, now, friend. Sure thing. And we're in a we're in a fucking <clears throat> a, a fucking wild territory for this horseshit. How does this so, man get three hundred thousand dollars? Poke Runyon is in the film. He plays the man that's. Running, he's the fucking guy. He's the guy. Holy shit! Yep, there he is. That's his picture, dude. My, I blew my mind too. So, oh my god, Pope Runyon was born in 1935 in St. Petersburg, Florida. He was a paratrooper and a Green Beret. <laughs> oh my god, his experiences in the military formed the basis for his novel Night Jump, Cuba. Runyon Holy relocated to Southern California, shit. where he founded the Church of the Hermetic Sciences (CHS) in 1969 and incorporated it in 1971. That's where all the money came from, dude. 
he's, he's running the he's cult. He's a big cult guy. <laughs> Holy and shit. He used his, Holy he used his cult shit. Money. We, he so, used his cult money to make a public access movie. <laughs> what a genius. Like, this man's living his best life. Oh my god. Is he still alive? I hope so, because I want him on the show. 1935. He's got what like four books. 2018. He has two other fucking DVDs out he's there. He's in his 80s, right? Born 35? Yeah, he's in his 80s. But, I mean, there's the picture of him with the porn lady, Sheila Marie. There she is. Whose name is Isabella Shahira, I guess. Yeah. Poke Runyon, dude. That's wild. Um, man, what a fucking yeah! No way. Oh, Isabella no Sharir, Poke Runyon Twitter account. <gasps> Here it is. Shut up! I just followed him. I just followed him. Here's a link. I mean, yeah, duh. He's uh at the Hermetic Hour. <laughs> oh, thank God! He only has 477 followers. I'm following him from the damn Woods account right yes. now. Oh my god, he has a blog talk talk radio. <gasps> this rabbit hole goes so deep, dude. We're we're dude, in. We found... We're in. Oh man. <laughs> I'm so excited. There's a very real chance we can get this crazy asshole on either the damn woods or the uh the gaslight hour. That's incredible. Only following one. Who's he following? <laughs> Who is that? I don't know. I mean, if he doesn't follow back on the damn woods, I'm going to be real mad. I am just blown away. <laughs> there it is. Two followers, you know. <laughs> yeah, buddy. The hermetic hour. There, he's going to be like, oh like shit, podcast. three followers on a Sunday? No, he's, he's <laughs> got like his own show with host Poke Runyon. www.blogtalkradio.com slash the hermetic hour. Oh, I'm there. Oh, I'm there right fantastic. now. Oh, that's fantastic. There you go. You got a new uh, new conspiracy radio to listen to. Oh, my God. This is, I need to find his fucking DVDs. Because he has instructional occult DVDs also. Instructional. Ooh. The Magic of Solomon and the Dark Mirror of Magic. So. Wait. So, okay. Oh, my God. I'm going to read a sentence from his Metapedia entry. Okay, go ahead. And listeners, you're not prepared. <laughs> I'm not prepared. Runyon received a master's degree in cultural anthropology from the California State University of Northridge in 1980, specializing in magic <laughs> with a K. How do you do that? How do you, I don't how know. Do Is the California... I'm... Googling this college because I don't think it's real. After graduate no, it's school, real. he became it's... a Freemason and went through all yeah, degrees of the Scottish Rite and the York Rite. He served as an officer in three active Golden Dawn temples, then founded his own church, the Church of the Hermetic Sciences. I'm, I'm just, I'm blown. We have, we've just fucking, we've, we've found a fucking gold mine of a human. <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm so going I'm to, assuming. I'm going to his web, oh, his website I mean, doesn't yeah. work. Oh well, I was going to sign up for the Church of the Hermetic Sciences, but his website. I does also not would. Exist. I mean, obviously, because it's on. It's on the, <laughs> the website's on a page on. Uh, it's a network maker domain. Oh. 
Oh, God. This is amazing. He's, he's just an old man. He's just a crazy old man who happens to have been the, the secret star and writer-producer Wait, of Beyond it, Lemuria. Isn't the beginning of Beyond Lemuria, doesn't that talk about some Green Beret and stuff like that? It does. So it's literally talking about him. He because he's a green he beret. wrote himself in to his own stupid movie. I am. Well, you know they say write, write oh, about what you know. Oh my about your god! Life, so. Yeah, no, that's absolutely you're right. <laughs> the director of Beyond Lemire, Gregory Jednak, which sounds like that's a fake name. Definitely a real person. <laughs> that's, that's like the name you give the cops. Oh, I'm Gregory Jednak. He definitely seems appears to have been the director for Poke Runyon's other DVDs. So, uh, the real magic of Solomon: Ancient Secrets Revealed (parentheses occult supernatural documentary) is on Netflix. Er, not Netflix, sorry, YouTube. It was on Netflix. That'd be insane. oh, thank God. Um, that'd be funny. That'd be really funny. Well, I know what I'm doing tonight. Also, good news: it's an hour eight minutes long. Not two. So. Woo. <laughs> oh. So it turns out Master Phylos, Merrick Rees Hammer, Hamer, is also on Rites of Magic. He's as a composer. Oh, look at that. I think these people in this, this movie are just members of his church. That would make so much sense. And also... Sheila Marie is probably in his weird cult. That makes so much sense because all these people are just regular dudes. They're just normal people. So he was literally They're like, just jerk-offs. Oh, that... All the lines are coming together, dude. I have like the, yeah. the yarn on push pins that I have in front of me are all linking up. <laughs> it's like that scene from A Beautiful Mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing on my window right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to figure out what the fuck the deal is here. Oh, man. That's that's wild. Yeah. The magic of... Yeah. The real, sorry, the real magic of Solomon. That's his film from... Uh, the, the real magic of Solomon is the fact that we figured out that Poke Runyon put his whole fucking cult in a movie. <laughs> the real magic of Solomon was friendship this whole time. It was this whole time. So I'm looking at the uh, the IMDb page for the guy who plays William, the guy who is uh, the the young initiate in both cults. Oh, the guy that looks and, just uh, like a nerd. Just looks like a huge dork like, on, yeah, yeah. Huge dork. What's what, who did he play? Richard? He, is that what she said? He plays William. William. That's yeah, Chris, Chris Sanders. Sanders. Will he plays William Morgan? Yeah. Chris Sanders, Los Angeles-based actor and producer with an affinity for the fantastical, geeky, historic, and horrific. Yeah. There he is. He's still making oh, stuff. He was, in, uh, like, dude, he was in Tequila for Penguins. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. that was, yeah, that was <laughs> oh, fucking yeah. That was a hit. There he is. I knew he looked familiar. Yeah, no, totally. He's the producer and actor. It, he's one of the... Oh, of course he fucking is. Uh, he was apparently in a John Constantine short. This can't be... Who made this? Who is he acting? It's a, fa- a he was this? in a John this Constantine fan film. Actor Satanicus. That sounds fun. 
I mean, that sounds fucking incredibly metal. Yeah, I'm gonna. Can I be in Satanicus? Because that sounds hype. Satanicus horror director creep creeperson writer creep creeperson. What? Wait, who's this? Is the next guy Ed Fitch? No, this is uh, this is still Chris Sanders. This is his uh, latest work as an actor. He uh, oh oh completed. completed. I see that now. And there's nothing about that movie. Director and writer Creep Creeperson. <laughs> I am uh, like I, I heard you say that and I didn't believe it. <laughs> oh, it's a thing. Like I thought you were just joking. Creep, but no, here we are. He's on his own page. Creep Creeperson was born on March thirteenth, nineteen seventy-eight, in Anaheim, California. It's totally a real guy. <laughs> Definitely he, a real he dude. A movie called He's he. been a producer for a lot of movies. This is so weird, dude. We just keep going he further was in, and further down. He was a producer on a movie called Vaginal Holocaust. Classic. That's and there, Caged Lesbos A Go-Go, both from 2009. Nice. He was a producer on six, seven, eight movies in 2009. The man's a, he's a machine, he's a machine. is what I'm saying. Oh, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. Hazmat nuclear That makes perfect sense. Uncredited. This is uh, Chris Sanders. Yeah, yeah. Chris Sanders, he's no Creep Creeperson. <laughs> he's no Creep Creeperson. That's Creep that Creeperson is in. He's an so he's an actor in a bunch of movies as well. Uh, I guess he's in a movie called Awesome Girl Gang Street Fighter. Ooh, Nazis at the center of the earth. I mean, that's kind of the wheelhouse here. Chris so. Sanders played Lieutenant. I mean, that makes sense. Awesome Girl Gang Street Fighter 2013. This movie is about a bad script being made into a worse movie. The best part is the end credits. That's the description. Wow. That's fantastic, actually. Yeah, I need to find that. Oh, man. That can't be... Like, it can't have been made. I love, like, finding these terrible, terrible movies and then... Diving into IMDb hell. Like, it's, have you ever? And a, it's, you ever heard of the movie The Bloody Video Horror that made me puke on my aunt Gertrude? No. <laughs> well, it's this like terrible shot on VHS movie that like a yeah. bunch of kids in the eighties made, and it's just like mm-hmm. it's fantastic. It's one of my favorite movies, but it's impossible to find. And it was on YouTube for some time, so I ripped it. Because I knew it was going to de- get deleted. And I might have the only copy in MP4 form of this movie. And I found it on That's... IMDb and I started digging through. And like all the people that were involved now do porn. Oh, So that's thank like God. one of my favorite things to see. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to get a way to send that to you. Because you should definitely give it a watch. That sound, Yeah, no, that sounds amazing. So I'm looking. I, I kind of... Uh, I looked at Nazis at the center of the earth because our 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 boy uh, Chris Sanders is in it. Yeah, he is. Uh, you know who else is in it? Who? As a Nazi, it looks like Poke? Jake Busey. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if only. <laughs> I don't think Poke Runyon would be in a movie this fictional. Oh, he only does he only does documentaries. He only does factual Insert, films. Insert uh, famous um famous Roddy Piper tweet. Beyond Lumeria is a uh, documentary. 
Beyond the Mirror's documentary. I'm going to see if I can find Nazis at the center of the earth. That seems like a reasonable thing because Dominique Swain's in it. Either way, so this this movie is like I honestly like I didn't think it would be this this much of a fucking goldmine of weird horseshit. Oh, there's so much. Like we kind of dove in thinking this was like a one off, like just some weird bullshit. And it is some weird bullshit, but like we didn't know there was a cult leader involved in it. It's he's a, he's a cult leader that uh, not only cast his church members, but his church members also most likely gave him the three hundred thousand dollars he needed to make this movie. Oh, they had to have. Thank you for the link to the real magic of Solomon. Ancient secrets <laughs> oh, for revealed. Sure. True documentary. Parentheses. True documentary. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Jake and Trev. Uh, stumble through IMDb and are completely horrified by 90% of what we find. Uh, I think we found future movie review material here. This is just the beginning. This is like, this was like intro to, what, what even is this genre? Public access cult movies? What? Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know what to call this. Cause it's not like, they're not like B movies, but they're like, no, like I don't I would hesitate to give them a letter. You know? <laughs> yeah, like they're not on the spectrum, but I I don't know. It's intro to something. Whatever we found, that's what this episode is the introductory for. <laughs> yeah, this is like like the intro to like dead dreams. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Like these guys are like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to move to LA and fucking make my mark as a a groundbreaking director and everyone's first like, yeah, first, fuck off. Got to join a weird cult. Yep. Scientology wouldn't they, take they me. They don't want me. Enter. Enter Poke, poke Funyun. <laughs> Old Poke Funyun. Poke Funyun, dude. There he is. Here, oh he wants your God. money. He promises you'll be in a movie if you give him $100,000. Bam. I wonder if Poke Funyun will put us in a movie is the real question. I'm going to add him on Twitter right now. That's a great plan. I'm going to do it. I like, I like that you're already on board with trying to get into a movie directed and produced by Poke Runyon. <laughs> oh man. We have a lot. We have, I I'll if if the movie is under 2 hours and it's not written directed star and starring Poke Runyon, I will actually watch it in its entirety. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, listeners, thank you for tuning in. Uh Trev, thanks for coming on the show. Always a pleasure. Always <laughs> uh, have uh, check us out Friday if you're back or check us out Monday check us out other days you know days days happen uh, thank you for listening goodbye I love you